Hey everyone, welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning and I am so excited that you joined me for another episode of the podcast. Today is one of my favorite days, even though it's an Americanized holiday. Cinco de Mayo is something that I always love to celebrate. And how cool is God? Because episode 55, falling on May 5th, my goodness, that makes me so happy. You have no idea. It was totally unplanned. I promise I could not come up with that even if I tried. Look at the Lord. How fun is that? So whether this is your first time listening or you've been around for a while, man, I am so excited that you are here. And one of the things, if you don't know already, something I always say to my friends who are on the show is that they are welcome to speak on here anytime. So I just keep the door open. And today is one of those fun moments. I'm speaking again with a friend who was on season one, episode 13, Stephanie Lynn. She is a podcast host herself to an amazing show that has taught me so much called Good Good Talks. And what she is doing right now in this season where we're kind of coming out of it, but we're still very unsure with COVID-19 is she's talking about it over on her platform with a little series she's calling Quarantine Talks. It was so fun because we actually traded episodes. I was able to come and talk about what God has been doing in my life recently, the fruits of the spirit and some fun things that he's been revealing to me in this season. I said, well, let's do a little trade and why don't you come on Still With You and share what's going on in your life. Not only is she a podcast host, but she works in the local school system in San Clemente, California and is educating the future generation every single day. I like to call her a hero teacher because she has also taught me so much about what it looks like to walk in honesty no matter what. I am a fan turned friend. That's the phrase that we've determined for me, my relationship with Stephanie, and I'm just beyond grateful for this friend from podcast pinatas to the importance of being together even six feet apart this is my quarantine talk with my friend stephanie lynn she's like so what are your plans for tomorrow and then we both just crack up because we have no plans like we can't do anything funny i've actually been getting a lot of text messages too i'm like when are you free and they're like i have so many things to do just kidding i'm free all day tell me How are you doing? How is California? Give me the rundown on what's going on in this season of COVID-19. And by the way, missed you. Yes. So live in St. Clemente, California, lived here for about a year and a half. With all of that, it's been such a blessing to live here during this time. I can't even imagine what it would be like if I was anywhere else. I mean, there's definitely pros and cons to it where I don't have family out here. I, I have just friends, which are like family to me. Mm-hmm. But those friends have been the lifesavers through all of this because we've kind of gotten to this point of like my roommate and I are really close. And then I have another friend that lives a couple blocks away. And we've kind of just gotten to this point of, okay, like we're going to keep our distance, but we're still going to hang out and we're still going to like lay out in the afternoons or go for a walk or something. And and that's been a huge saving grace because if I wasn't able to see anybody else, like I have some friends that aren't seeing anybody else. And I know that's really tough for them. Really doing, doing great out here. No complaints. <laughs> Is there like a reason why they're not seeing anyone else or is it just because they're just trying to be extra careful? I know some people that are trying to be really careful, but my two friends I'm thinking of, one lives in Nashville and they just moved there. She has um, some health stuff of just like really trying to figure out there's more questions in the air before all this COVID stuff. So she just is trying to really be careful with it. 
So she's not going out and doing anything. And then my friend that lives in Colorado, they just moved there in October and had just started making connections like right before the shutdown. I just feel like I've been blessed with being able to go out and not have to worry too much. It is overwhelming to think, I was telling my friend McKenna this yesterday of like, okay, if I ended up getting COVID, I would then have to say, okay, these are the people I've seen. And then those people would have to be like, well, these are the people I've seen. And then they'd have to be like, well, these are the people I've seen. You know, like it's so crazy how big it actually could be. It's a domino effect. Exactly. So trying not to get overwhelmed by it. And I'm still working from home as a teacher. So I'm working like 8.30 to 1.30 every day. And then I'm on Zoom calls for that. That's all live lessons and really interesting and not my favorite. But, you know, I'm learning that I thought I wanted to teach online and now I know I don't want to. So it's kind of like, okay, no. Really, that's a revelation that you've had since this. Because I was going to ask you, how's your heart doing in processing Oh yeah. I always thought I could work from home. I thought it'd be so fun. I'm not a self-motivator, Coley. Like I need structure and I need things to like push me forward. And that's why school day works really well for me. Cause it's like, all right, here's the next thing. And here's the next thing. And so having to do that on my own and then sitting in the same spot all day is really difficult for me. Like I'm a mover and yeah, we decided it's going to go until the end of the year. So I should like look and figure out how I can get like a standing desk or something or like create one myself because I think that would be helpful. I've been good through it. I think the first few weeks I was really just hopeful of like, okay, this is going to be fine. Everything's good. It hit me when we decided we weren't going to go back. I had someone at the school had made copies for me for a bunch of different lessons and I went and dropped them off to all of my students, my math and my full class. So I teach two different math classes. To physically drop them off? Yeah, I physically dropped them off. And so they all live throughout Orange County. At first, I didn't want to do it because I wanted to be selfish with my time because it took a total of a whole day. I split it into two, but it was like eight hours total. And But at the same time, it was like, I really don't know when I'm going to see these kids in person. I don't know if I'll get to stand in front of my class one last time of like these same 12 boys. Even I was looking at an old post this morning from January that was like, I can't wait to see how these boys grow and blah, blah, blah through 2020. It's just like so crazy how it's all shifted. And I'm so thankful that I can still teach them and see them. It's just a different thing. I think it's going to help us all be prepared in different ways. Once we do get out of this, be prepared for different things, whether we're a business or a school or self-employed, I think it's going to be helpful, but it's hard right now. One thing I didn't know is that you are a teacher to all boys 12. Tell me about that. Like, What have you learned by teaching only males this year? And are you slightly disappointed that you didn't have the opportunity to to work with um, girls? Honestly, no. So I have one math class that had one girl and then I had another girl join in later. So I have girls a little bit, but it's actually crazy. Coley, our school, I think we have a total of five girls and the rest are boys. So it's like 48 students. My school is all students with learning disabilities. I don't know anything medically or how this all works, but I know statistically boys do have more ADHD and more boys are on the autism spectrum than girls. So I think that's why we have more boys. I had eight at the beginning of the year and then throughout the year more kids were visiting. Okay. Oh, I had three girls in my math class because another girl joined like right before COVID. Oh my gosh. No, that's like a very small amount of girls compared to your female male ratio. Exactly. And then we're all girl teachers. So that's helpful. But I loved it. I could be the tomboy that I am and like... 
I would count the farts that they would have in class. I would count <laughs> the burps. Like it just was fun to have it be all boys because then I felt like they had the freedom to be boys in ways. Yeah. But then also teach them manners at that same time. Yeah, absolutely. I loved it so much. And I, every single time a girl would come to visit, I'd be like, okay, I do want a girl. It just, girls change the dynamic for boys and the same for guys with girls. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I was curious with the perspective you had or just kind of how you mm-hmm. like walked through that. Cause yeah, it definitely changes everything. It really does. When you're younger, you don't notice it that much. But at the same time, as a teacher, you have to shift a little bit. So I think it allowed me to like really hone in on them as growing boys and like they're not teenagers yet but like everything's getting younger and younger by all the growth that they're going through and so I think that's one thing is like throughout the year I would sign my emails or to my parents I'd be like the boys or my boys and the parents have joked with me they're like it takes me a second because I forget do you have all boys in your class so that's kind of been like my signature my boys are like like I don't have to say boys and girls ever (laughs) you know it just I just have loved that and so that's one thing I'm really gonna miss is I have no idea what next year looks like like in what grades I'm going to be teaching because we all kind of switch around. I don't know if I'll have any of them. Yeah, no, I love it. It's definitely different, but it's so fun. (laughs) I can only imagine the joys of being a student in your classroom. I feel like you would be so much fun. Talk to me about what it's like being in a creative space where you are hosting a podcast, but at the same time, you have a full-time job and both doing very well. What does that look like? Because I know that there's a lot of our Mm -hmm. friends who are like that. How do you balance that? And what is that teaching you? So I've had four seasons so far. When I started my podcast, I was a part-time teacher. And so I had a lot of time on my hands and I started it over the summer. So I had a lot of time that next year I was an educational therapist. So literally my job was just a nine to five. I didn't have to take anything home. So my first few seasons, it was easy for me to balance that. It wasn't even nine to five, Coley. It was like an 11 to eight. So that was a lot easier. So with teaching full time for my first year teaching, I pre-recorded a lot of things, which is usually not how I did it. I would just like record it one week, edit it, and then send it out. Yeah. Pre-recorded a lot and ended the season. I think it was a third season, the middle of kind of at the beginning, maybe middle of my year, first year teaching. Because if we have any teachers that listen, they probably know. And I just was talking with my friend Allie about this. Like first year teaching is so incredibly difficult. And it's really hard to wrap your mind around it as someone that isn't in that field or as a friend of someone in that field. Balancing that and the creativity part of it is I felt called to both things, right? Like I felt called to teaching. I felt called to do this podcast. As a one on the Enneagram that wants to do 100% in everything that I do, Mm -hmm. it was difficult for me to balance it and give myself grace of like, okay, you didn't send it out every Friday. You sent it out every other Friday or I didn't stick to my plan, which was bothersome to me. But then through that, I really just had to learn to give myself grace of like, it's okay if you miss one week. It's okay if you forgot that it was Friday. So really learn to give myself grace through all of that. Yeah. This year as my second year, it was a lot easier. But at the same time, I think I give my all and everything, like I said. So when I give so much in my classroom, the energy to them. We love you for that. Oh, thank you. So whenever I give my all to my kids, like I don't really have a whole lot to then give to this other podcast thing. So we talked last Saturday. So it's been a week. And within that week, I've like 
started my podcast up. It was completely the Lord how it all worked. Cause I think it was like connecting with you Saturday morning and talking about podcast mm-hmm. stuff and then having kind of like this like anxious, like, I don't know why I'm feeling this. Why am I feeling this way? Blah, blah. And really felt the Lord was like, encourage others to do this, like start your stuff up again. Yeah. So I think talking with you was what put the podcast on my mind, but I had no intentions, absolutely no intentions of starting good, good talks up again. And I think what is great is that this quarantine time has given me that balance that I've been looking for where I'm at home and I can only do so much creatively with my kids through Zoom. And so then I have this other outlet that helps me. And then there's now there's that balance that I was, I've been looking for this whole time. You've caught me in the place where I finally have like, I can do it. But again, it'll be a whole nother new season, a whole new other new thing when I start teaching in person again. And then it's all new all the time. Every day is new. Well, I have loved listening to Grit It Girl, Unapologetic. All of the themes that you've had have really meant a lot to me and specifically spoke to different areas in my life that I've walked through right at the same time that you're releasing that. So I want to thank you for being so intentional in listening to what God wants you to talk about. And I think that's what's so interesting about people who are creative is we have different expressions of what God is speaking to us where I have not yet done a theme or a topic where we cover and that is what you do. Mm -hmm. That's what you do best at. And I think that's so interesting to see how Mm -hmm. that's reflected through Good Good Talks. And I'm so excited about Quarantine Talks because I was listening to your first episode, Come and See. That was so beautiful. I didn't know that your birthday was on St. Patrick's Day, which was a fun fact. Thank you. The part that got me was even to see God reflected in the heart of another person. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so, it was like pure poetry. So man, I am excited to see where all of this goes. They're just kind of like little snippets. Like they're just like your little chip chats. Like they're nothing very lengthy. And honestly, I genuinely appreciate that because... You know, I can do that while I'm putting my makeup on, going for a quick walk. I love that you're doing that. Thank you. And that I actually stole it from, maybe I'd said in the first podcast, I've recorded like four, so I really can't remember which one I said what in. John Mark Comer, I, have you heard of him? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, God has a name and I still have Garden City, but I have lost my Audible login. So I have to find that because I was listening to Garden City. Yeah, you got to find it. So his church up in Portland is doing like a daily podcast because they're not meeting in person. And it's literally like some of them can be six minutes and some of them can be 15. And so that's what I've been listening to on my walks. Yeah. And it fills up like half my walk. So the first half or the second half, I can walk quietly or listen to music, whatever, pray, whatever it is. And so I've just loved that. And so that's what really got that in my head. And I think the more I've listened to podcasts and the longer I'm doing it, I think it could just be our attention span, honestly, Mm -hmm. but also, and Allie explained it. She's like, there's just so much noise right now. There's so many people and so many things coming at us during this time of like, listen to this, do this and watch this. And our time is valuable. And that's one thing with my podcast is like people that give time and listen to my words, like that's insane to me because those two things are the most valuable things to me. Yeah allowing people to speak into my life and then Mm -hmm. giving that time to it, right? Obviously, an hour and a half of listening to conversations with someone, I love being the person in that conversation. But on the outside, sometimes listening to an hour long with someone is like, okay, let's like, you know, let's like cut this down a little bit. And especially right now with all the noise, it was kind of like, okay, what can I add to it? 
that's not overwhelming and can just be like the little spurts of encouragement, little spurts of whatever come out of it. Definitely stole it from Bridgetown, but really thankful that they had that because it's been such a game changer for me. Hey, steal like an artist. There's nothing wrong. We're all just taking things and lodging them into something else. So exactly. Well done. Well done. I have some questions for you. Just little random questions that I've been thinking of. Okay. I love it. What in the season has been your COVID-19 coping mechanism. And I mean that in like a healthy way. Like imagine like a kid with like a security blanket. This brings safety, positivity, like in the midst of this and brings me comfort. Can I give three? Of course. Yeah. You can answer this question however you want. Okay, cool, cool. I also need to tell you that I love that when we were talking about questions last week, I love that you put so much work and like prep behind it. So thank you. I love that. So there's three things. One thing is like it's changed, but um, I move stuff around all the time in our apartment. Every six to eight months, being at home every day has caused me to want to move around all the time. And so one thing that was really fun and super just life-giving at the beginning was I moved my bed to my living room. Stop. Why? <laughs> so my roommate, the first two weeks of quarantine, I was home by myself. So my office, I put my desk in the living room. I was teaching all my lessons in the living room. Like I had the whole space to myself. Also was going crazy because I didn't have anybody. But at the same time, like it was good to have that. So then once I found out that she was going to be home indefinitely, I kind of was going crazy in my mind of like, I can't have my bed and my workspace in the same spot putting work where I rest couldn't just, I could not fathom in my mind. Yeah. My roommate being the great person that she is, I was like, can I just move my bed out to the living room and then you move your bed out and then we can have sleepovers every night. And I was talking to my friend Kinsey about this a couple nights ago. I think the reason why I loved my bed in my living room so much is because I love sleepovers. Like it was something that I didn't get to have all the time when I was younger. And so I just like cherish that. So it just felt like a sleepover every single night in my own apartment. And it's interesting how you reflected back to something that brought you so much joy in childhood in the midst of something that is so unfamiliar water. Yeah, totally. And that was like a connection that kind of came later on. That has changed. I moved everything back into my room and I don't necessarily think I'm going to move it back out again, but there's going to be changes, flows and things. But now that I've like gotten a grip on teaching at home and I'm not as overwhelmed as having a workspace be the same as my bedroom. Yeah. So that was one thing that was really fun. Second thing that's kind of been like, it came around Easter was the watching the Chosen series. Have you, did I talk about this last week? We talked about it last week and I have since had many people tell me the exact same thing. And I have the app downloaded on my phone. Here's my problem. When I go to sit down in the evening and watch television, I usually like brainless things. And so I know that I'm going to want to pay attention to everything because it's scripture related. And I haven't really had, I'm like, okay, I need to make time to do this, but it's on my list and I've heard nothing but amazing things. Don't put too much pressure on it because it is scripture based, but at the same time, it is just a show. I mean, that's been so life-giving to me because I watched it on Easter weekend. It was just incredible. Like made Easter the best day ever. Like just so fun. And now I'm rewatching it with my roommate because she didn't watch it with me in the first time. Oh, you're rewatching it. Okay. That says something. Oh, I love it. I mean, I can do stuff at the same time while watching it. And the first time I watched it, I also was like planning for teaching and things like that. The person that plays Jesus, I cannot speak highly enough of. Just his presence and the way that he holds that 
position in that role is incredible. And so it just gives me a lot of peace watching it. So I wouldn't put too much pressure on yourself of like, it's based on scripture. I have to like really focus because yes and no. Right. Because all I'm comparing it to is the Bible series. And that made me think very deeply. No. So it totally could. But like, I mean, because all we have in the gospels are like bits and pieces of Jesus's teachings. I was looking through it yesterday. They aren't in order. Like they're not uh, in sequence. And so that bothers me. Every gospel has its stories in different orders. So we don't even have like this structure of like, okay, Jesus, like we see him in his hometown and we see Simon Peter in his hometown and like we know all of their stories. So what they do is like they take Jesus's little bits and pieces we have from the gospel and then build a story around it that helps you fill in those gaps. And they're not saying it's exactly what happened. We want to base this off of scripture. That was their first thing of like, we want to base this off of scripture and point you right back to the gospels. Right. But like, know that part of this is created around it. And then, but part of it is based, all of it is based off scripture. All episodes when I first watched it, I had my Bible open and was like looking through it. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm learning so much. It just was so cool to like read almost word for word. What Jesus is saying is exactly what is in the gospels, whether it's a different translation or not. I could talk on and on about that. So that's been wonderful. Okay. You just got it. And then the third thing is I take walks every morning. I didn't take a walk this morning because I got out of bed way later than I was anticipating. I have loved that. That's been really helping me shift my focus back on, okay, today's a new day. We got this. Because every morning I wake up a little anxious and just not wanting to teach online. It's so weird and I don't know how to pinpoint it or why it's really there, but it is. And so these walks kind of help me recenter. And I take my coffee with me and I take pictures of things around my area and I've just loved it. Have your neighborhood been showing out at all with signs and little fun inspirations? Our neighborhood's been, I wouldn't say they're over the top, but they're definitely doing some things that are shocking me where I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this so much. Thank you for making a sign that says we're all in this together. Thank you for writing Corona sucks in chalk on our street. Yeah. The first few weeks people were writing with chalk and stuff and I've seen like rainbows in the windows. I've seen like that kind of thing. And I love that. The one thing that I've noticed more is I've met so many more of my neighbors because everybody's out and like just dying for human connection. I love it. Yes, me too. I have met two neighbors. Well, no, I've met more than that. But the ones that I can remember kind of off the top of my head is like, I have a Miss Beverly and I have a Miss Annie in my neighborhood. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, isn't that very Southern? Yeah. (laughs) It's like when people are out, they're genuinely happy and they're taking the precautions of like not walking next to each other on the sidewalk. I have such a funny story. I was on a walk in the morning and I was walking by a homeless person. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I'll get out of the way if there's two people walking on the sidewalk, but I'm not like this whole, I got to keep six six foot away, whatever. It's just one pass. It's okay. I'm going to live. I'll be fine. And if I don't, then okay, God willing, take me. (laughs) So this homeless person was walking up. I just feel this with all homeless people is like, I don't want to be like, oh my gosh, like you have, you know, the leprosy kind of thing of like, right, of course. So I walked past him and Coley, he stuck his little pinky finger out and barely moved his hand just to touch me. And I was like, what was was just more. And I just moved away and just kept walking. But then I was thinking, I was like, whether it's COVID or not, you don't do that. Like you don't like reach and try to touch somebody. I was cracking up because I was like, of course that would happen to me. Yeah. Red flag. 
I know. And it was more like his smile was kind of like a little creepy when he did it too. And I'm like, dude, just let me walk past you. Like, let's just be in this place together and not make this anything creepy. You have any like inclination of run, run. (laughs) That's what I tell all my small group girls. I'm always like, yes, we got to be brave. But also if there's any red flags, God gave you that for a reason. So skedaddle. And unfortunately, we are women in this world. And so we have to be really aware and prepared for that. So 100%. That's another thing that I want to just say about you is that I think you are very much an advocate for women. I've learned a lot from you and doing all of that. I, I just appreciate all that. Thank you. Wow. Coley, your words are insane. You're the best words of affirmation person. Seriously. Well, I mean it. I really have learned a lot from you in that I'm really grateful for you standing for women. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I have been making an after COVID-19 list of just a few items that when all of this madness is done, what is the first thing I want to do? So could you give me maybe two or three, whatever you want to share? I would love to hear. The first thing that just came to mind is I would love to get all my students together because usually at the end of the year, we have like a big party. And so we won't get to have that, which is a bummer. So just get all of them together would be so fun. My best friend is having a baby in June. That and then my other friend, Allie, and I have two friends, Allie, that has two kids in Temecula. Like I would just go and want to squeeze them and be with them forever because Mm -hmm. it's just a weird thing to not be able to go and do that. It's so interesting. I've actually thought of that of like, I need to be excited and hopeful and like think about what I'm going to do next, but I haven't really put too much thought into that. So I like that question. I think it works for some people and I think it doesn't for others. It works for me. And I live in a space of anticipation is my best friend, but it doesn't work for everyone. And it's not always healthy for everybody too. Is there anything else though, besides that with your students? My friend McKenna, I haven't hugged her. I think it's just that physical touch of like, I don't want to have to care if I touch a door or if I touch a person like Yeah, I know that's going to take a while for us to get there anyway. Whenever that time is when we're free to give a handshake and like give a hug. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a physical touch person, even just like as a friend to friend, like thinking of the restaurant I worked at, I would go up behind people and like touch them on the back and be like, how's how's the food, blah, blah, blah. Like thinking of doing that now is like, "Eh, couldn't do that. (laughs) So little things like that for sure. I've had this weird thing where I'll see someone post something on social media and I'm like, that's not six feet apart. Yes. <laughs> I didn't have that filter uh, two months ago for sure, but I'm like, okay, why are we standing this close together? But anyway, it's totally wrong of me, but it's also like what we've been taught. Lindsay, we were watching a show a couple of days ago and she was like, I just thought, why are they standing so close to one another? Yeah, it's become an inclination that I'm not really excited about, but it's true. I've been having that, especially in watching friends on social media or random people, a group in the car. And I'm like, oh, ooh, is that allowed? Are we doing that? Is that okay? Yeah, it's been weird. My last question for you. And this one, I just have always stuck in my back pocket. And I'm, today was the day I'm pulling it out. Okay. Yay. If you were a pinata, oh, go with me on this. If you, if you were a pinata and we were to like break open the pinata, what would be like three things that would like fall from the pinata that would represent like who you are? First of all, can I be a certain shape or animal as my? Give me as many descriptions as you want. First of all, I think that I'd want to be a big sunshine. Like I love the color yellow and then like maybe some like fun other bright colors on it. Vibrant life. Yes. If you could see me, I'm like moving my arms because I'm like creating. (laughs) 
I love that question. Okay. So funny one is, um, snorting when I laugh, like that's, that encompasses so much more to me than probably people realize is because like going through my anxiety and depression, I had like a year and a half where I didn't snort and I didn't realize it until after like overcoming and getting on medication, all these things, it came back and I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much joy just like in one little snort. And so like, I think that would come out as a kind of like connection to the joy that I have with my people and laughing and being weird and silly and all of that. Oh my goodness. Probably just like hours and hours of conversation with people like at coffee shops. Like that's one thing I super miss is coffee yeah. shop, getting together and all of those and phone calls and all of that. the Joe Fridays, you are the original gangster. I was looking through all old stuff on Instagram this morning and I haven't done Cup of Joe Friday in a long time. And then something to do with Jesus. Like that would be my dream is like when people look or think about me, like I want him to be the first thing. And so something like that. Those are good. Those are all great things. And I think they totally would represent. Yeah. I'd want to be at that party with that pinata. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love that. Can you imagine? Another thing that I was thinking about with you this week is you are very open about your Enneagram number. And I got to think about your, even the title of Good Good Talks. Mm-hmm. How been representative of that of who you are with that you know what I mean yeah I thought about that and I didn't know if you had any thoughts as well no it's really funny like I knew my Enneagram number since graduating college and so I've known it since making this podcast but I don't think I would have made that connection until later on and like why am I so drawn to this word good I named it good Mm -hmm. and double good because there's two songs like king of my heart and then good good father that like really stuck out to me and then as I was reading scripture like good just kept sticking out. But then yes, it's something as a one, I'm just striving for that in every way. And as an Enneagram one, I kind of struggled to connect with a lot of different one Mm -hmm. things of like, I'm not super organized. I'm not planning everything. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I think everybody, every number, whether you're a three, eight or four, you're all different in different ways. I really line up with that, like just wanting to do good in everything that I am and do and think and whatever. And it's kind of funny how it's connected with that. Now it's like just a part of a joke of like, when I say good, like when I'm with my friends or whatever, they're like, good, good. You know, it's like, it's fun. Well, something that I've always appreciated about you and that you've been a true leader in my life and is that the real is good. Being honest, no matter what is what we want and what we need more of. And so I'm really grateful for that. And I want to send all my people your way. If you have not subscribed to Good Good Talks, it's one of the reasons why I started podcasting myself. And you know that I've talked to you outside of being in front of a microphone that has meant the world to me, just what you've done. Oh my gosh. I'm really grateful that we were able to do a little COVID-19 catch up. I have been using my Google calendar so frequently just to be like, okay, yeah, like let's schedule this like we actually would be going to a coffee shop to sit down. And this is why we do these things. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Coley. Can't wait to get you on for quarantine talks as well. And we'll get that set up. But thank you for having me on and asking such intentional questions and being such a light in your words and so encouraging so thank you absolutely like i said i i mean when i say when like you're welcome here anytime this is just exhibit a
Oh my goodness, do you not just love Steph? I could sit and talk with her all day. She has nothing but great things to say, and I love the stories that she shares from her heart. Like I said, she's just an honest friend, and I'm a fan turned friend of hers. Well, if you have not already subscribed to Good Good Talks, why don't you move over on your Apple Podcast app or your Spotify? Give her a follow, subscribe. She is producing nothing but amazing, fruitful content, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Like I said, I have a conversation with her in the quarantine talk series that is out now if you want to go listen to that but make sure you check out all of the other episodes with Stephanie as well nothing but good good things happening over there another little plug per usual Lily Gray is the amazing artist who is singing our theme music for every episode of Still With You. I cannot get enough of her album. It's all beautiful right here. And she just released a new single called Fake Hearts. Make sure you go listen to that on all the places wherever you stream your music. It's available. I am so grateful for Lily Gray and truly hope you guys are sharing in that gratitude. So here's the deal. I don't know what comes next in this because I know that things are reopening and things are changing and I don't know what that looks like in the next couple of weeks for my family. Everything is still very unknown and I think it's okay to sit in the unawareness that we have. We're aware but we're unaware of the things that we're unaware of, right? Like that is just very hard to not know what we don't know and I just am continuing to pray. I'm continuing to seek God and seek wise counsel in my life throughout all areas and I just ask that you guys do the same and give grace for yourself and grace for others. I'm so grateful for you guys always tuning in every single week. I felt a lot of love from many different friends and new friends, which is exciting. If you ever would like to connect with me, one of the ways you can do so is by going to coleybrowning.com. There's more information of the show notes, ways that you can connect with Steph, ways that you can connect with all of the guests who've been on Still With You. That is a great area for information. Another way that you can always reach out to me is through social media. My handle is Coley Browning, K-O-H-L-I-E, and Browning like the rifle. I would absolutely love to be friends with you. And I noticed that some of you guys are doing so, reaching out to me. And man, that makes my heart so happy just to know a face on the other side of a phone or a laptop. I love that. Thank you so much for doing that. All right, it's time for us to go celebrate some Cinco de Mayo. I I hope you guys have fun in whatever way you choose to celebrate. Please go out into this world and be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that he is still with you.